Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit LiveXLive.com or search LiveXLive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. In today's episode, I chat with Kevin Wayne Johnson. Kevin is the CEO of the Johnson Leadership Group, where he trains, coaches, and mentors the current and next generation The part of Boost Kevin will address is secure thought leadership. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and your listening audience. Um, I'm excited about it and ready to go. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, you know, you are a mastermind around a topic that I think is super important, uh, and that's leadership and not just any old leadership, but also, you know, just really focusing in on the just different generations of leaders in the marketplace. And I know you're an author um, of the book, Leadership with a Servant's Heart. So I am excited to just dig into this topic with you and just find out what are some of the things that you have on your mind, some of the things that you've observed just from your book and and why. Actually, you know what? My question to you is what what caused you to write your book? What led you to write this book? Yeah, well, Kelly, I've been I've been writing for a good little while. I've been actively engaged in the publishing industry now for 19 years. I've I've written uh, a series of books and uh, have been the recipient of a number of literary awards. And I'm just very actively involved. Uh, and now that I'm retired from the federal government as a mid-level and senior-level leader after 34 years, um, I've always had some concerns about making sure that the current and next generation of leaders are fully equipped and ready and truly understand the responsibility, visibility, and accountability that comes with being a good leader. And the reason that I'm concerned is because I saw how some of the leaders in my life that poured into me, some of them did an outstanding job and some of them did a very poor job. Mm-hmm. And I just always made a commitment that once I got to that level, the highest levels in government prior to retirement, that I would do everything that I could to pass the baton in a way where those that are coming up behind me would understand how to value and care for their people. Uh, because it's not innately ingrained in us. We do have to be taught and it has to be recurring and it has to be ongoing. Uh, from time to time, we get caught up in the performance and the productivity and we treat people like workers instead of treating them like people. Mm. And so I'm on this mission, and I have been for quite a number of years, but even more so now, to make sure that all that lies within me, uh, I'm helping the current and next generation uh, of leaders to be the best that they can be, both here in the United States and abroad as well. So that's really what led me to pen the book, because I've been doing it for a while. I understand the industry. I've been improving my craft over the years. Uh, I know a lot of people um, that, that are in that area where I can reach a very wide audience through a print book, through an audio book, through an e-book, um, and, and other ways of reaching a wider audience than just standing behind a microphone on a stage and speaking it. Mm-hmm. And so... 
I penned this book for that reason, specifically the current generation that, that are in the workplace uh, that are leading and those that are coming up behind them, which would really be more of the Gen X and the Gen Z uh, generation. And so I teach it. Uh, I mentor, I coach, and uh, I also speak. And, and now I'm writing as well on that topic. It's a very timely topic, uh, something that needs to be addressed. And uh, I'm just a willing vessel, if you would, out here in the marketplace doing just that. Nice. I love it. Love it. Now, one thing that you mentioned that I'd be curious to know, because I know you speak domestically as well as abroad. Do you see similar themes in like the lapses in leadership or lack thereof or the the different needs of the next gen? Or do you see um, vast differences in what we're experiencing here um, in the U.S. versus in other countries when it comes to leadership? Yeah, believe it or not, Kelly, the message is pretty consistent because mm-hmm. as as a human, as human creation, as human beings, we all basically have the same needs. Yeah, uh, we have a we have a need for companionship. Uh, we need we have a need for belonging. We we have a need for uh, being valued and respected and cared for. I mean, that's the at the core, male female doesn't matter ethnicity doesn't matter the geographical region in which we live. It doesn't matter the language we speak. doesn't matter our height or our weight. These are just some basic uh, core fundamental strategies and principles that we teach uh, because the message is pretty much the same. You know, value people, respect people, have a high degree of character and integrity. Uh, make sure your mannerism and your behaviors are consistent with how you want to be treated. And that will increase productivity and that will increase performance. And uh, so whether it's with government or corporations or nonprofit organizations, uh, I have a ministry background, so I teach a lot in the churches as well. And also academia, because I do work with colleges and universities. Even though the venues are different and the audiences are different, at the core, people are the same. Mm-hmm. And so the strategies and principles that we teach uh, and that we relay and we pass on to others really gets into how we go about leading people and managing things. And so while the message is slightly skewed to meet the need of that particular audience uh, in terms of the curriculum and the agenda, the actual content is pretty much the same Uh, Whether it's Slovakia or Yugoslavia or the Pacific Rim or any of the countries in Africa, throughout the UK, uh, North America, South America, I mean, Australia, New Zealand, uh, China and and Russia, Mm -hmm. you know, at the at the core and at the essence of the message, it's all about how we go about treating people and leading people. And you can get them to do just about anything through those nice relationships that have been formulated. So that's a, that's a long-winded answer to your question, but mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of unpack it because, again, people are people, and, and everybody has these core basic needs. And as long as they're coming into an environment and an atmosphere where they feel comfortable, where they can communicate what's on their mind, they know they'll be listened to, uh, even if we happen to have a disagreement, at least they have an opportunity to express without us changing the subject or cutting them off. That's really what people are looking for, and that's what people expect. And when we create those environments as leaders, 
mm-hmm. uh, the performance and productivity goes through the roof. And that's what that's what you have to teach that to people because if you don't, <laughs> you're not gonna you don't know how to get the best out of your people, and you sense frustration and anger and confusion in the workplace. But it gets down to just teaching leaders uh, these core principles, and then we end up making that workplace that much better for everybody that's involved. Awesome. And, you know, and I happen to know, because from what little I do know of you, I know that you not only teach it, but you live it in terms of just this commitment to servant leadership and mentorship. And I am sad to say that I have not been able to give back as much as I would like to, particularly to my, you know, alum in terms of my alma mater because we share our alma mater. But see, Kelly, we, we, we know how to find you. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, know, we know you have the right heart because of the, the, the work that you do is absolutely incredible. And you're, you're, you're changing lives and you're helping people. That's the core of who you are. It's just a matter of you getting the bandwidth in your busy schedule to, to come join us. So yeah, you know, we're patient. We're patient. We, Thank we, know, you. we know what'll happen. <laughs> we know what'll happen. But you're trying. You know, when you when you try to juggle too much, and and that that's really a good segue, Kelly, into the conversation we're having because part of being a really really good leader, as you are, is the balance. And, yeah. And and we have to be comfortable in our own skin to say. I can't do this right now. Right. Uh, I have a I have a desire, but I can't do it right now. And we know that when the time is right, you will. But what happens is, oftentimes we leaders we try to do too much. Right. Um, and when you try to do too much, that means you're not going to be able to do it as effectively because it really doesn't have your undivided attention. Mm-hmm. And so, what you're doing is phenomenal. Keep doing what you're doing, and when the time is right, we know. You'll ring the doorbell, and we'll yeah. answer the door and let and let you right in. Absolutely, thank you for extending that grace <laughs> to me. So, but there was a question that I was going to ask from that is, and I think you may have indirectly a- answered the question, but so because so many of us do juggle so many things, like you know, and oftentimes we feel like, oh well, if I can't just give. 20, 30, however many hours of my time, then it's like, what's the use? And so what would you say to that person who perhaps is like, you know what, my heart is in the right place. I would love to be able to mentor or coach um, someone, a next gen. Like, what would you say? What does, what do those baby steps look like? Well, first and foremost, be honest. And, and the honest answer would be uh, as much as I would like to participate and give back and be a part of what you're doing. I can't right now uh, but if you would be so kind to kind of keep me informed uh, of the next time that you all are having an event, and and I'll avail myself to do that. So you you've communicated the uh, the desire to be involved, but you just can't do it right now. Stay involved, stay engaged, uh, continue to collaborate and partner. And when the time is right, then you can jump right in and be a part of what's going on. So I always tell people uh, to be honest. Uh, and don't feel guilty and don't lose sleep over the fact that you can't do it right this minute. But at some point, we know we'll be able to reel you in uh, and to be a part of it. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, you know, we have to acknowledge that from time to time we have to say no to mm-hmm. some things. No is a complete sentence. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's okay, it's okay uh, because we, we value and respect a person for just being honest. I mean, I, I really do want to participate, but I just can't do it right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps in another year or so, I'll, I'll join the team and I'll get involved. Uh, people appreciate that honesty. And um, but just make sure we keep our words. So after that one year or that two year elapse, uh, just make sure that we are indeed available uh, and that we can get involved and, and help and, and, and partner like we said we would, because that that honesty just goes a very, very long way. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you say, because we have a pretty diverse listening community, so you've got folks that could probably serve on the mentor side, but then you have mentees as well. And I, I've been around the block long enough to know that I, I, I believe that a mentee has some responsibility in that relationship as well. What would you say if you, if there was a younger listener on the line and, you know, perhaps they're working with a mentor or they have a desire to work with a mentor, what are some of those, um, their responsibilities, if you will, that they should um, be accountable or be held accountable for in terms of just nurturing that mentor-mentee relationship? Yeah, great question, Kelly. So it's a partnership, and that means that each partner has um, a responsibility to fulfill. Generally speaking, in that relationship, the mentor is pouring into the life of the mentee. And in doing so, it's very important that the mentee understand uh, the benefit of accepting responsibility for what's being asked for them to do. Mm-hmm. and to make sure that they follow up. So the, the, the mentor will hold the mentee accountable for homework, for assignment, for following through, uh, just to make sure that whatever's being asked for the mentee to do, that they're actually doing it. And so the biggest advice that I have for all mentees out there that are listening is to make sure that you fulfill your part uh, of the responsibility um, and that you are being held accountable for a reason to make sure that you follow through uh, and do what's asked because it speaks volumes. When, when, when somebody is pouring into your life and you receive that guidance and you receive those instructions and those directions, uh, it's very important to actually receive it and then walk in it. And, and when I say walk in it, that means be accountable, follow through, Make sure you keep your word. And so if a mentor gives a mentee an assignment and you have a you have two weeks to complete the assignment, do the right thing, be responsible and complete the assignment within the two weeks. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the best advice because it's all about accountability, it's all about trust, it's all about respect. And you speak to your character when you follow through on those things that you say you will follow through on. Absolutely. Now and what are your thoughts on sponsors, like the the young people or just people in general in the workplace, not only identifying a mentor, but also looking at a sponsor. And for those who aren't, who are on the line, who maybe aren't familiar with that terminology, can you share like sort of what's the difference between a mentor and a sponsor? Yeah, absolutely. So the mentor is a person that kind of comes alongside and, and actually deposits some wisdom into the life of the mentee. Uh, shows them the ropes, help them to understand the culture. Uh, I use the word landmines a lot, helping mm-hmm. the mentee not to step on those landmines mm-hmm. and, and, and to share experiences, what worked, what didn't work, who to speak to, who not to speak to, how to dress, the importance of grooming, how to communicate both verbally and in writing uh, to help propel that person's career. Mm-hmm. And the mentor is is really, really closely aligned in the life of the mentee. 
Now, the sponsor is also, but the sponsor is more so the person that speaks on behalf of Mm -hmm. the mentee to say, I highly recommend that person for this project. I Mm -hmm. highly recommend this person to deliver this presentation in front of this audience. I highly recommend this person to write that report that's going out the door to the director. I highly recommend this person to the promotion review board for promotion to the next level because they definitely have the potential. That's where your sponsor comes in. That person that's giving their word and putting their character and their reputation on the line for you so that when you get to the next level, you make that sponsor shine. And, and, that, and that's what it's all about. That sponsor is a person that's there behind the closed doors, um, working in an informal manner with the group of individuals that are making the decisions on who will get the next key assignment and who will get the next promotion. So that's sort of a difference between the two. Awesome. Thank you for that. And I think that's extremely useful because I think, I know when I was coming up way back in the day in public accounting, I, to this day, I mean, I'm so grateful for my sponsor because it's opened, you know, opened so many doors that on my own, I would not have been able to navigate through. And so I think um, so many young people perhaps miss that opportunity to build relationship and identify a sponsor inside of an organization who perhaps could advocate on their behalf. Yep, absolutely. So let me ask you this, and without getting super political, without get, I don't want to get political at all, but I just have to ask you a question. So where do you think the state of leadership is right now? Because in, in this current, the current age in which we are, we are living in, where we see so many fallen leaders and or people who, you know, young people or maybe maybe even older gen are like, oh, my gosh, who do you trust now? They're like whose word is is true and whose isn't? And, and all the, because there used to be a time where it was just, I, I don't know, I just I'm the fabric of truth and other things. It's just concerning the state of leadership um, around the world, let's just say. Um, but particularly since I live in the United States, I'm most concerned about the United States. But what what are your thoughts on leadership? Current the current state of leadership. Yeah, well, the current the current state of leadership, Kelly, and everyone who's listening is really a mixed bag. It really depends on the profession. It depends on the venue. Mm-hmm. It depends on the environment. It depends on the organization. I I don't believe that there's enough ongoing, reliable, reputable, recurring leadership training that's mm. in place. Mm-hmm. Training, training has to be recurring and continual mm-hmm. to stay fresh in our hearts and minds. Mm. And it has to be consistent across the organization. So let me, let me give you an example. When, prior to retirement, when I was working, I applaud my former agency because we were huge advocates of frontline leadership training, mm-hmm. mid-level leadership training, and senior level leadership training. I found myself taking classes, workshops, and seminars, and hearing good speakers at least once a quarter mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. When I was a young pup in the middle part of my career and, and, and as a senior leader. And I, I just don't, see that happening in many organizations. Uh, If there are any issues with the budget, generally speaking, uh, one of the main areas where budget dollars are cut is in the area of training. Yeah. And 
and the other thing that that really I kind of throw a caution out is generally speaking in most organizations, the training department, the training umbrella falls under human resources mm-hmm. and human resources, as much as I respect our HRR folk as a professional career field, there's a very, very high turnover. Yeah. And so you don't have a, you don't have a very much stability in that area that oversees training because there's a lot of turnover and because of budget cuts, that area happens to be one of the first. Uh, that's what concerns me. So that's one of the main reasons I make myself and my company available uh, in that space. So I say all of that to say that impacts people's ability to be good leaders because if you don't have the training to do it, you don't necessarily know how. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, no, it's no different than... Um, and, and, and pardon the example, but in the area of athletics, I mean, both both our female athletes and our male athletes, uh, the best ones are the best because of the training yeah. and the coaching that they receive. Every, every four years, my family and I, we head over to the Summer Olympic Games every four years, and I am in awe when I watch these top three athletes across 29 different sports that represent their countries. And they're, they're absolutely phenomenal. Their athletic giftedness is phenomenal. I get a chance to watch them up close and personal. And I often ask myself, what's the difference between these top three and then the number four person who had to stay at home? What's the difference? Their training and their coaching. Right, yeah. And so it, and so it is with us academically and, and neurologically as well. It, the training has to take place, and when it doesn't, we see a void in leadership, and people often make the mistake in not knowing the difference between managing and leading. Uh, you know, we lead people, but we manage the things, the processes, the actions, and the tasks, and mm-hmm. what happens is leaders try to manage people, and you don't manage people. You lead people. You lead right. the people that manage the things, yeah. and so that basic foundational piece of leadership um, that lets me know that it's a mixed bag because there's so many leaders that I come in contact with that don't even know the difference between the two. They mean well, mm-hmm. but if you, don't, if you don't know the difference, it's going to impact your organization. So again, that's a long-winded answer, but when I take a look at how organizations are being led at the front level, mid-level, and senior level across all of these different venues that I'm exposed to, uh, I see a I see a consistent theme, and that is it's just not enough leadership development training that's ongoing. We have to start early, yeah, and then con- continue at the mid level, and then refresh at the senior level. Otherwise, people kind of revert back to what we do naturally, and what we do naturally is put an emphasis on productivity and performance, right? Without realizing that they are tied to how we treat people. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, this was an awesome conversation and I know we can, we just scratched the surface, but I definitely want to um, give you an opportunity to share the best way for our, our listeners to connect with you and or to grab your book. So if you could share that information, that would be great. Okay. Well, thank you again. Um, I go, I use my full name, Kevin Wayne Johnson, because just Kevin Johnson is, is a, is a popular name. So <laughs> there's a lot of Kevin Johnson's out here, but I use, I use Kevin Wayne Johnson. So you can find me on social media, uh, Kevin Wayne Johnson, LinkedIn, Facebook, et cetera. 
Uh, the website is the Johnson Leadership Group. That's the name of my company, the Johnson Leadership Group. I have a team of about 16 folks, and um, you can just go to theleadershipgroup.com, and you can see all of the information there. Information on the book is there. All the different events that we're doing, our calendar is there. A little background information on me and some of the organizations that I currently work with. You'll see some profiles and some team members, et cetera. Um, and then there's a contact page there as well. If anybody wants to reach out, the phone number is there also. Uh, I use I have a rule that I get back with people within 48 hours. So if you if you do contact me, uh, I, I, I make a pledge to get back with you within two days. Awesome. Well, sir, we appreciate the work that you do. Thank you so much for just leading with a servant's heart. Um, we appreciate you as well as the work that Gail does, and um, just just looking forward to celebrating the work that you do well into the future. So thank you so much for your time. All right. Well, I thank you as well. Thanks again for tuning in to the Boost Podcast. I hope what you heard today will help you to build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to share the podcast with your family and your friends. And while you're at it, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. For more information on me or any of the other services that we provide, feel free to head over to our website, kellytleonard.com. I look forward to catching up with you again on the next episode of the Boost Podcast.